What is that smell? You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 19. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me as always, Chris Newth. Hey guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Today we're reviewing season two, episode 13 of Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, which if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes that featured five stories that defied explanation. Some of those stories are based on real events, others totally fake. In our show, we try to figure out which are fact and which are fiction, and we'd love you guys to play along with us. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. We'll summarize the stories, make our own predictions, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. So we're in the last episode of the season. Does that mean we're going to find the winner of season two? We will uh, have some scores at tabulate at the end, and we will Uh find out who Now, last time Mark won. So are we doing doing ratios because not all of us were here every episode? Well, it'll just be like a win percentage. So it's like on the episodes that you were present for, like what did you... Yeah, exactly. Are we making an impact in the Beyond Belief world? Oh, absolutely. I think we might be. Oh, you know what? We have news this week. And of course, we're recording ahead of schedule. So for everyone else, they'll be like, I thought this was like this for months. But in actuality, it just got on Amazon. All the episodes of Beyond Belief, right? Every season? Amazon Prime. Amazon right, Prime. on Amazon so Prime. If you have an Amazon Prime membership, you can now go to Amazon Prime and watch every single episode and of Beyond Belief. boy, is it Belief. crisp. I mean, because we're used to like downloading like YouTube versions and watching those. And those are like old VHS recordings that people have uploaded. With a sci-fi logo. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got Amazon to put them back up. The timing is Whoa. suspect. We started the podcast, boom. It went up two or three months later. So, you know, there you go. Whether Regardless if we're responsible or not. People still talk about that show on Twitter, and I will go and find those people and talk back to them about that show on Twitter. My favorite is recently you were like, hey, I saw you were talking about Beyond Belief, fact or fiction. You should listen to our podcast, Beyond Beyond Belief. And then they responded. They said, I already do. Yeah, that was a that was a mistake, wow. and I had to find <laughs> was, a way to squirm out of it. Yeah, if you want to talk to Chris, just hashtag Beyond Belief, and he will find you. I'll, he will yeah. seek you and out. And ghostly rules. I'll go all the way back to 2011 if I have to. I will talk to people about Beyond Belief. <laughs> he who, will find you on MySpace. Yeah, he'll load your page up. Yeah. The music will automatically start playing, and you won't be able to shut it off. So great. All right, guys, we have a really good episode for the most part this week. For the uh, most part. For the most part. Let's go ahead and dive into the stories today. The first story is called The Warning. Let's take the stairs, okay? Okay. What is it with you today? Rob and Barb. That's who goes to seminars. Oh, wait yeah. for the names in this episode. Rob and Barb. <laughs> this is like a Stranger Things episode. Let me recap story number one. So Rob and Barb are married. They check into a hotel for a weekend seminar. 
And there's a little bit of a weirdness in the lobby when Rob sees a casket being wheeled through the hotel lobby. And for some unexplained reason, they (laughs) split up to look for the seminar. So (laughs) Rob is in this weird back corridor and he finds a room and then there's the casket and there's the man that was wheeling it through. Creepy. He's like, oh, you never know when your time's going to be up. He doesn't sound anything like that. Uh, But anyway, so Rob comes back downstairs, meets his wife. He's like, yeah, I didn't find the seminar. The door's open to the elevator boom, there is the creepy man. And he goes, going down. That sounds like him. Yeah, yeah that sounds that more was, like him. Good. Good. And Rob is so creeped out. He's like, uh, we'll take the next one. Meanwhile, Barb does not see the man. And so the doors to the elevator close and immediately the cable in the elevator snaps. The Oof. people inside plummet to their death. And it was only because of Rob seeing the creepy man that scared him out of the elevator. And, of course, that man's body was never found, and no one ever remembers seeing the guy at the hotel. So, is it possible that a creepy man, ghost, or angel, spirit, someone protecting them, could have done that to save this one guy's life? No! Whoa! This is a cool story, This is a cool story, but it's a total story. First, no one's ever seen this guy. Typically, if it was... That's very beyond belief. Okay. Okay, well, if it was a story about, like, the ghost that haunts that hotel or something, then maybe if it was someone who people would recognize... people can corroborate the story. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm saying... (laughs) What did you say? Every time. (laughs) (laughs) Corroborate. People can corroborate. You can corroborate that one. Listen. (laughs) So, I don't know how many people corroborated with this one. (laughs) (laughs) But... Okay, so then the ghost is like, oh, it's time to go. It's time to go. Like, he's implying that this guy is... uh, Like, his his time is up. Yeah, his death is coming. And then he stands in the elevator, probably knowing that he's going to scare the guy into not going. And then it drops. So, is it a guy who's actually helping him and he's just scaring him to protect him? Or is he going out of his way and doing a really bad job to kill Right. Him? Time to go. Time to go. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. And he's like, shit. The elevator door. I really thought that would work. If he wanted right. him to die, he just wouldn't have showed up in the elevator. The elevator would have crashed. Right. And then no. he would have had his coffin. I certainly think the implication is, what do you guys think? I think the implication is he's trying to save him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. but there is no... You but think, why not do it in a nice way that isn't scary? Well, it's okay if, there, if it's scary as long as he had, like, to have fun. If he was like a horrible person there's no moral here where he like learns like oh i do have to kind of you know um not take life for granted not take all this time i have you know really live in the moment like there's that's kind of what the guy with the coffin is trying to tell him when he's trying to sell him the coffin but why not be like a a, like a guy a a guy that just comes and warns him and says listen don't get in the (laughs) elevator why do so, ghosts have to be 100 nice why can't they have a little fun when they're saving somebody ghosts make elaborate plans that falls under that category of sure. like why can't a ghost just instead of writing like murder on the wall and just blood, pop up and go you're gonna die get out of here yeah like, yeah, like I'm don't a go- step in this elevator look i'm a ghost i'm gonna try to save your life if you go in the elevator you'll die and if you don't believe me just just take, take the, the stairs. stairs one time yeah. Right. Come on. He had to creep the guy out so that the guy was so creeped out by him he wouldn't get in the elevator. One of the patterns, we talk about a lot of different patterns in the show, and one of the patterns I want to dub 
where's their phantom billboard, which you coined the term a long time ago. (laughs) This is a looping pattern that happens in the show all the time. Where was their phantom billboard? Where was their coffin salesman? Exactly. Like, what the hell? Why this guy? They weren't weren't good people, those four that died. But let's talk about that. Let's see see their backstory. I don't know. There's that one girl who was like, this is weirdo. Guys, (laughs) I know why. They couldn't fit a billboard in the elevator. Oh, that's uh, right. That that been been right. How many sure. elevators have the advertisements on the <laughs> side? Come on. So what? how is this story true? Like a guy goes to get on an elevator and there's some weird dude that he doesn't quite recognize, kind of creeps him out. Or and bad then, feeling. And then he doesn't get on. An accident happens. An Correct. elevator crashes. And he tells the cops, he's like, I saw somebody or something in there and it made me not want to get on the elevator. Boom. Okay, yeah. no, I could buy that. So you're, I think you're he leaning sees something in the elevator, doesn't get in it. And then he tells the cops, I thought I saw somebody in there. So you're leaning that this is a fact. Well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just letting you know how this story could be true. How think, often yeah. do elevator cable snaps? Very rarely. Very not rarely. Right? That's what common. I mean. It's a moving TV thing. Way more people That's what I get injured on staircases than elevators. Way more people. Well, what about escalators? Oh, my gosh. Do you think it's... Don't ever okay. bring that up again, Mark. <laughs> escalators. Take your Sorry. escalators and get the fuck out this of This is here. why you won't go to the mall with me. Never. <laughs> well, there is also an element of how did this story about this one... Like, how did this get out? Like, he's by himself most of the time, or he's the only one who the sees wife's this. The there. That's a witness. And then, then, and the, then the, police the police come to investigate, yeah. and then they're like... The guy's like, yeah, I, I need to say so. something. I need to say something. But does that make it believable? I don't know. Yeah. One thing I want to mention real quick. I did look up some yeah. statistics here. You got uh-huh. it? So... The chance of fatality in an elevator is point zero 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 one five for every time you get in an elevator. That's your. I have a question. Does that does it does it count? So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Exactly. Does it count people who are? But does that count people that have a heart attack in an elevator versus like? No, no, no. Elevator caused fatalities. There's 18 billion passenger trips per year. Those trips result in about 27 deaths annually. And is that just in Whoa. U.S. alone? Yeah, in the U.S. Wow, that is still kind of scary. So it could certainly die in elevators yeah. every well, year it's in like the U.S.? Out of 300, yeah. That's why I don't like elevators. Out of 300 million people in the U.S., 27 of them die. But think about this. 27 die in an elevator annually. An equal number are killed in car accidents every mm-hmm. six hours. Yeah. Approximately 1,600 people die annually from falling down the stairs. 1,600? 1,600 versus 27. elevators. Take, take an elevator. <laughs> yeah. What about escalators? The odds are in your favor. Kyle, please do not bring up escalators. Kyle, yeah, if you bring you. that up again, I'm going to have to bleep you. Yeah. We'll we ble- can't we'll have that right What is here. wrong with us? Oh, oh, God. There he goes again. Let's go ahead and move on to predictions. I'll go first. Do I think it's believable that a guy just got a creepy feeling, chose not to go on an elevator, and then that elevator snapped? Absolutely. The kernel of truth is very believable to me here, so I'm going to go fact. Tiffany. Even though I don't really like coincidence-based stories, I do think a lot of times they are the kernel of truth is so simple, so I'm also going to go fact. Kyle. There have been too many instances where I think I've seen something and it's directed my course of action. Fact. Mark. Elevator accidents seems so... TV to me. Fiction. Wow. Okay. And last up, Chris. I knew it. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I <laughs> you knew that you were last after everyone else went? I knew it was my turn. <laughs> How did you know? And here I go. Mark, I agree with you. It's very writery. The, the weird ghost that's either really bad at his job or tries to purposely be bad to scare him away from something makes no sense to me. I'm going to go fiction. All right. We've all locked in our predictions. One thing we like to do is flip a coin, heads being fact, tails being fiction. And the only reason we do this is just to see if all the analysis and all the thinking to come to our conclusions 
it, it can really be just be beaten by a coin flip. So let's see if this episode we are able to outsmart a piece of metal. Fact. All right, we've all logged our predictions. Let's move on to story number two, which is called Bus Stop. She was exactly the kind of girl I dreamed of meeting and exactly the kind of girl that I'd never had a chance with. I'm Terry. Jerry. Uh, no, it's Terry. Um, I'm Jerry. Oh. <laughs> oh, Terry and Jerry. Okay. Hey, we're a match. What are the odds? I knew she was about to walk out of my life. I needed to stop her. But as usual, I couldn't find the confidence. This story starts off with a guy who says, a lot of guys have a slick rap with the ladies, but not me. So <laughs> Probably because you say things like that. <laughs> what lady wants to be talked to like that? I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering, Tiffany, do you have a slick rap with the guys? That's, that's I don't the even qu- know. Our listeners have been writing in. They want to know about all of our slick raps. So oh, let's go through and talk about our slick rap status, I'd, Kyle. I'd rather uh, not. Let's edit this uh, out. Who's got this one? No comment. Recap <laughs> story? Yeah. So this one is about a guy named Jerry Wright who is driving on the road and comes across a woman who's sitting on a park bench waiting for a bus and apparently she had missed her bus and jerry offered to give her a ride she introduced herself as terry she was a very beautiful blonde girl and she was mysteriously dressed in all white she gets in the car he drives her home he doesn't have the courage to ask for her number but a few days later he finds the courage and goes back to her house like a creep (laughs) rings the doorbell a woman answers that looks very similar to terry but it's clearly not her he's like oh you must be her sister she's like yeah but uh my sister terry died eight years before he's kind of like shocked by that and she finds out his name is jerry wright and then she said oh my god my sister promised on her deathbed that she would send me Mr. Right. It's like the sequel to Love Actually, basically, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, and then, then they get married. You find and out then a they year get later married they're one married. Year, mm-hmm. Yeah. To yep. the day. And he doesn't I have, have to, to worry about his slick rap anymore. You <laughs> had to ruin the moment, didn't you, <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's a very <laughs> sweet story. It's a, very, it's a sweet sweet story. Story. very sweet story. So this story is asking us, is it possible that you could meet someone on the road that doesn't exist that ends up putting you in touch with basically your soulmate? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like the story. It's really sweet. What did you guys think about this one? Okay, this feels very writery to me, but I just like it. It's a good one. It's, it's so nice. I mean, obviously, no, it can never happen. <laughs> maybe. Oh, but maybe. Fact, wow. Yeah, fact. Well, definitely. What if the guy was actually always, you know, in love, or maybe saw the sister from afar, and then created this story to come in to like? Oh my god! Did you just to, give us a Jesse explanation? I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> there's gonna be a kernel of truth with that, and he says that so, to spark up the conversation, and then it's just a coincidence that his name is right. So he's here's, a stalker. I mean, yeah, yeah here's, I was gonna say it's a little of, creepy. <laughs> here's the true part of the story: is this guy saw this attractive lady go home, and then uh, a couple days later, he went randomly to her house. Uh, made his way into the house and told her some lie and uh, then and seduced her and married her. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. They lived happily ever after, exactly. I buy that fact. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you thought it was a red flag that she was dressed all in white and it turned, because you said that I when said, you saw her. When, she, when no, I saw she, her, I said, she's a ghost. And she's an angel. Yeah, you oh, picked, and then you, and then you noticed the white outfit. Yeah. He looks at a picture of her in the house. And she's in all black. She's in all black. Yeah. yeah. 
But we're not talking mm. about the most important part of this story. Which is? The guy who drops the donut and then eats it off oh, the ground. Oh, his buddy yeah. Neil. He's like, he, it's, he's almost like the devil on his Neil. shoulder, I think. I don't know. There's something more to that character. I want to see his Beyond Belief it was like It was like best friend get out level. I think that the actor must have done that accidentally. And the director's like, oh, this is great. We can use this. Let's, let's do it again. Yeah. We'll get a close-up. We'll get an insert of the donut. It'll be a big thing. People will love it. And then he offers it to... Uh, What's the guy's name? Terry. 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 And then he offers <laughs> Jerry. He Terry offers Jerry some donut. He oh, offers Jerry. Yeah, he, Terry. Off, he offers Jerry the donut, and he's like, "Hey, you want some donut?" He's like, "I'm good." Well, and that just goes to show you that Terry is not a risk taker. Jerry. So this Jerry. Was, Jerry. I'm sorry. Jerry <laughs> oh, was not is, a risk taker. I was going to say more. So like, that was a huge move for him to go yeah, to that lady's yeah, house. Actually, that's, you that's might. Very that's nice. a story point that you bring it back. Was thinking something like that, not risk, but that makes so much more sense. Yeah, I love the one line of dialogue in the car where Jerry goes. You know, he's driving her home for the first time. He's like, I feel like I've known her my whole life. In two minutes, I felt I'd known her all my life. Leslie gets there right about five every day. Gets me home just in time to make dinner for my sister. And then it cuts in and you hear the dialogue and she's like, yeah, the bus schedule comes every day at five. And then she's just rambling. <laughs> yeah. like, this is not the deep soulmate passionate <laughs> conversation that you would have. Yeah, but it's the everyday talk that you have with somebody that you spend a lot of time with. Well, Aww. and and they weren't actually destined to be together. It was the sister. Yeah. So, you know, so. it kind of makes sense. All right, guys, let's move on to predictions first up tiffany what do you think fact or fiction even though it's writery i just again i like this story so i'm gonna say fact just based on that mark oftentimes the sweet stories are fact that could really blow up in our faces but i'm gonna go fact kyle i can't figure out the truth besides somebody who just stalked a lady go with your heart fiction chris you know, there's something about the idea that someone sees someone or meets someone and then finds out. I think we've seen this before. I, I, I kind of tend to believe it. Fact. I think this story is adorable. And it reminds me of the first story. Some weird thing that you think you saw led to something that changed your life. Although this one's a little too sweet for me. Fiction. Whoa. Two cynics. I think your tooth just fell out. That was a sweet joke. <laughs> Very good. All right, let's flip a coin and see what the coin is going to predict for this one. Fact as well. We've all logged our predictions. Let's go ahead on to story number three, which is called The Cure. I love you. I think I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Me too. You know how committed I am to you. You won't let me meet your parents. How committed is that? We need to get past this parent thing. Because if we can't, then... Then what? Jonathan Frakes, pun master supreme. I think the writers really let him down. That's only he his was, rap name. He was hurting in this Pun master one. Flash, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but the writers really, you know, I think... I think a lot of the writing went into the stories and then they just had to hire interns for the puns this episode because yeah. there weren't really puns. I mean, what did he... Oh, it was... I don't remember the pun. Uh, did you order the veal? Oh, well, that's not a pun. <laughs> okay, well, like, hold th- on. No, that, that was it. That was it. That was the one, this, he this usually, story. He'll, he'll give you the pun on the outro of the segment. On the intro, he'll usually, yeah, he'll set up something, but he doesn't usually add like a little kind of like thing right before, you know? I don't know how to explain it, but in this one, he was like talking about like being a waiter and how if you're a waiter, then you'll tip more and like how, he, and then like there's like the story about this guy. And then before it faded out to the story, he's like, did you order the veal? 
and it cuts. Like, then he was like a waiter? You have to edit that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it all in. Mark, give us a recap of what happened in this story. So we have Kyle, who, guess what? He's a waiter. Um, <laughs> Wait, so Kyle, of my life. I have no, been a waiter before. Not this Kyle. Oh, sorry. Uh, Kyle number two. He's, <laughs> um, he's a waiter, and he's trying to put himself through med school. Um, and he has this girlfriend. And unfortunately, the girlfriend's parents don't like the type of doctor that Kyle's going to be. It's the well, one... why don't you let Kyle explain it? Uh, the the type of doctor that I'm trying to be doesn't make very much money. <laughs> so my, well, ri- my rich girlfriend's parents probably wouldn't like me very much. Yeah, and that's what's happening here to Kyle number two. <laughs> um, he... <laughs> Kyle gets frustrated that his girlfriend won't introduce him to the parents. And he thinks that that's like important. That's the next step in in their relationship. And he's like, I mean, until you're ready, I don't think we should be seeing each other. Like, it's actually kind of a very mature step forward for Kyle. We were all rooting for him in that moment. Yeah, yeah we liked Kyle. For sure. Later that night, we're at the restaurant and Kyle's waiting tables. And this gentleman starts to have a heart attack. So Kyle runs over. He uses his medical knowledge. He is able to save the guy and of course revealed that this man was his girlfriend's father. So is it possible that she did the girlfriend did not want to introduce Kyle to the parents but then through some fortuitous event he ended up saving the parents life and then pretty much sealed the deal to like date the daughter I would think right? Yeah the dad says uh, on on his not deathbed uh you know you're going to be a great doctor someday. Yeah his life bed if you will. I bed. hated this story so much. Get out of here. And yet what? I believe it. Well yeah oh. you believe it because it's No here's the it's thing. It's just so simple. The whole thing is just a conversation. That's pretty much all the story until like the 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 CPR Scene uh-huh. is all just a, a boring conversation about okay. how they're breaking up. You say boring. Secondly, boring secondly why do they always. have to break up? Why is that part of the story? What, what does that matter? Tension. Stakes. No. Yeah. <laughs> because she it's... says, no. She says, no, you can't meet my parents. He's like, oh, okay, I guess. I mean, if that's important to you, that that doesn't, you know, we could it's still not have, have a have relationship. The same emotional impact. It's though. showing you how much the parent, how significant it is that the parents wouldn't like him. I, I feel like when he says, Hey, look, if you don't think that I'm ready to meet your parents, then this is done until you can kind of figure that out. This is well done. We That's were, a, <laughs> like, like the, the veal. Or the veal. He, we all kind of, I don't know, maybe Chris didn't feel this way, but I definitely, in that moment, I felt good for you. Like, I feel like too many people stay in relationships that are toxic. And I felt like in this moment, she was making a weird choice, mm-hmm. not trusting that Kyle would be able to impress the parents, not even giving him a well, shot. What if idea... she hated her parents and was like, I don't want you to meet them. They're just well, she stuck up. Well, then she, she should have said, said that. that. No, oh, no relationship. Okay. All right. I think what's nice about this is that Kyle doesn't come from money. And he's in this weird thing where he has to kind of work on the side he doesn't get to hang out with with his girlfriend as much and his friends and now he can't go and and see the the parents so this is obviously a really it's a big mm-hmm. issue for him so for him to like save the father's life and prove to the father and to to the girlfriend to a lesser extent but prove to them that you know it's not about money it's about me as a person prove to himself too i feel like yeah, he could easily exactly. after this moment be like you know what I'm still not going to date you because yeah, you didn't think I was ready. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't try, like, your family doesn't never. Do you never know what's I important? Ready. I had to save your life to prove to you. Yeah, do you like, even yeah, know what's important? In like, life? do you know? Like, do you do you know? Do you even guys, know? You don't even know. Guys, are we starting no a podcast about relationships? And let, me, let me just show you something that I really did not like about this story. Ooh. Is why is it on Beyond Belief? It's so- like it's all a coincidence. There's no supernatural, and Chris is right. Not we even, just talk about oh 
I don't want to meet my parents. Okay, we shouldn't date each other. And I'm like, that is a lot of time spent on something that truthfully has nothing to do with right. fact or fiction. Right. And so part of me, I, I can't help but think, oh, the writers wouldn't choose us, you know, because like they would add all these other elements and it's so easy. Oh, yeah. It's like an incredibly not easy only, kernel of truth. Not only is it just a coincidence, but yeah, it's a very easy coincidence for beyond belief standards i yeah. mean they're in the same town kyle the, the likelihood attention. of you waiting tables and running into like your your uh, significance of their parents is way higher than dying in an elevator <laughs> that is That's true. true let's look up i'm sure it's I can actually find point zero 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 one eight which eight, is yeah which, which is, is one which is zero five, shorter six, seven, three, point yeah. zero 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 three, one. three more exactly yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly so we can't even pretend that this could be fiction well <laughs> let's see what everyone votes mark why don't you go first <laughs> Chris, it's my turn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize. To you. Um, uh, forgive me, Mark. You're forgiven. Shut up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being rude. Please don't Guys, yell stop at me. fighting. Just what's your vote? <laughs> I'm obviously stalling. <laughs> <laughs> Not that well. <laughs> um, coincidence? Yes, please. Fact. <laughs> That's what you landed on? I don't know. I was going <laughs> to... All right, I'm going to go next. I think this feels a little too tied up with a bow, so I'm going to go fiction. Are they serving you a veal half-baked? <laughs> Kyle. I also believe in coincidence. Fact. Tiffany. I just don't like it, <laughs> and it makes me angry um, when stories like this pop up, so I'm actually just, based on that, going to say fiction. Chris? Do I believe that coincidences happen? Yes. Do I believe that this coincidence happened? <gasps> yes, of course. It's, oh, yes, it's fact. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> Can we just skip to the end right now and just find out which one this is? Because I, I just want to know right now. No. <laughs> Let's flip a coin. <laughs> fiction. We've all logged our predictions. The coin is voted fiction. Let's go ahead and move on to story number four which is called The Guardian. I admit it. Back when I was starting high school, I was obsessed with sports. The other major interest in life was giving my younger brother Danny a hard time. Oh, all that reading's gonna make you go blind. Well, I suppose it's a relief to know your way out of danger. Mark, Danny, let's move it. They are not expected to hold off the start of school until you get there. Now remember, home right after school, I'm working at the store till seven. Oh, Mom, I gotta hit the park. I gotta work on my skills. You gotta hit the books, work on your algebra. Kyle, what happened in this one? There are two brothers that like to play basketball. So they go to the basketball court near their house. And between four and five o'clock every day, there's this gentleman named Big Al, who's this uh, almost NBA star, but got into an accident, messed up his knee, plays for an hour, leaves. So Big Al has left. The two brothers are playing basketball. The younger brother leaves. The older brother is still there. And these two punk kids show up and almost rob him or beat him up or they're threatening him and all of a sudden big al shows up and scares the kids away because big al's like 800 feet tall <laughs> and then um the elder brother runs away the next day the two brothers go back to the basketball court to thank big al and when they thank him he's just like what the hell are you talking about i'm never here after five o'clock and that's the story and don't forget the mom's angel statues because the whole story is implying that there was an angel watching over them. Chris, get out of here. I'm right. just because saying. Because she prays every morning. <laughs> well, you know what? We can talk statues. about that now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> unnecessary yeah, this, for the recap. Yeah, this story really is. I think is, it's very <laughs> necessary for the recap. The angel is the the main point of this or was story. Or oh. was it the chalk angel? 
I got the feeling the she had a mutant power and she's able to bring her drawings yeah. to life. I love how the last story was like kind of a coincidence. And then this one is like took it a step further and it's just like, no, I wasn't there. Yeah. And Big Al was like, like annoyed. He was like, kid, you ever see me past five o'clock? Get the hell out of here. Yeah, playing like, basketball. No, that didn't happen. Yeah. So real quick, this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that someone could have saved someone from an attempted mugging? But then when questioned, like Said it wasn't no. really him. And I think the simplest kernel of truth here is that the guy's just fucking with these kids. Yeah. Or there's other people watching and he's like, he wants to look tough. And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? I wasn't here last. You know, he doesn't want to seem like he was helping. Yeah, or he's, he's, a, like, he's a real tough or guy. Or maybe he got in a fight and he, he has, accidentally killed them. And he's like, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, no. That's true. We uh, don't know what happened afterwards. You ever or- seen me here past five? Because I've got alibis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This story kind of strikes me as like sort of a neighborhood myth kind of thing where there's like some sort of guardian oh, angel or something. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it just sort of Bigfoot, like, there's big kind owl. of a, a in your neighborhood this maybe some this mythical guy with a knee problem and a yeah, like Omar's arthritis coming, in his you know? hands. I but I feel like if this was just like an urban legend or something of this, you know, mythical, you know, person who saved someone, would it have ended with a hey, thanks so much? Oh, that wasn't me. Like, is that how the urban legend? Yeah, there's got to be more like, to it. It would be something more. Like, I, I originally thought, oh, maybe because it always says like, oh, he goes off to work at five. I'm like, what if this? What if Big Al had died? You know, when we supposedly hear that or see that he's saving these kids, but it wasn't even that. No, he was like, no, he, he has work. not been dead the whole time. He's Did anyone notice the if the guy when he interrupted the fight that was about to happen was wearing like a knee brace? Do we I don't think that? we even see his knee. No, nothing really happened outside of maybe this urban legend, but well, then it's a really yeah. lame again, ending of the urban legend. Do, do the writers come up with this? Do they write I this? I don't know. How do they write? Th- why would they write this? Maybe one of them likes basketball. So there's this kid who almost gets mugged. Someone saves him. He confronts that guy the next day. He's like, I didn't do it. And then he, what? Yeah, tells who? Yeah. Goes to police and was like, I was almost mugged and this guy well, saved his, me. his brother could have told, the young but brother. But he wasn't there. He wasn't he there. Was yeah, told but the, the story old, later. But the older brother told the younger brother. So if you would go and interview the younger brother, the younger brother would say, Why hey, would even my brother the told brother? a story. He almost got mugged and then this guy named Big Al saved him and then we went and Big Al didn't know what we were talking about. Look, <laughs> I don't think lame lame stories get told. Unless that well, kid just, grew up to be the writer for Beyond Belief. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just oh, kind of like us. When we have a guest on, we go, hey, tell us a story of something weird that happened. Some of our guests are like, uh, all right, well, I guess I got this. And it's like, yeah, but I'll tell you this. And it's a, a real dud. Yeah, it's a real dud. <laughs> yeah. You know, they ain't all winners. Come on. Not everybody gets a participation prize, guys. Let's go with this oh, here. This man. is why we don't replace Kyle number one. Let's go ahead and move on to predictions. First up, Tiffany, what do you think? You know, I just, I don't understand how this story would have become a thing enough to be retold. So I'm going to say fiction. Someone's doubting the power of angels. It's not me, I swear. I'll go next. The extra step here of the guy being a guardian angel, but then actually still being a real person and then denying that he helped out, that feels like a writer taking a true structure and adding a little spin on it. Fiction. He admitted the true structure of the angel story. (laughs) Okay, put that on the record. True mythological structure. Chris, I'm going to buy that you know, that that could happen or that these kids just told the story wrong or misread who this was. So I'm going to say this is fact. Mark. I don't understand how a writer, (laughs) why he would write the story. But I'll tell you something. A writer did write the story. Fiction. All right. Whoa. Kyle. I usually feel when stories are super complicated that they're actually true. 
And this one is so damn simple. It's got to be false. Let's flip a coin. Fiction. Let's go ahead on to the fifth and final story of today's episode. The Gift. Not the movie. <laughs> Guys, let's look. Oh, Wait, what movie? movie? The Gift. Tiffany, with Joel Edgerton. Tiffany, come closer. Oh. And Jason Bateman. Wait, what movie am I thinking about with Keanu Reeves? The Matrix? No. <laughs> There's some John, movie John called Wick? like The Gift with Keanu Reeves. Oh, no? we didn't Point, mention Point how this guy looked like Morpheus. Not sure if that was right. Yeah. I don't think it's important. And we forgot what? to mention that yeah. he gave him what the option doing? of a blue pill and a red pill. We also forgot once he saved the kids that night, he woke up in the real world. Guys, we had... watched The Matrix, all right? I, let's just, okay, let's well, just own up to it I now. didn't want to say it, but if <laughs> you're going to just you admit doing, it, then yes, Mark? I believe that's fact. <laughs> I can't believe the condition of this place. When the time comes, we'll be lucky to get a broker to list this shack as a fixer-upper. It's not like we've been around much to help. You know, Mother could have moved to a retirement home years ago. But you know her. No place had room enough for her little treasures. Yeah, that woman never could say no to a flea market. Yes. Your mother is awake now. This segment featured not one, not two, but three women with short haircuts. <laughs> The God. trifecta. That Get off true. the short haircut. Yeah. There's too many women with short haircuts. If an alien saw this show, they would feel like women in America had 90% of women had short haircuts. It's disrepresentative. <laughs> Of. It's literally, and it's always, it's always women. I feel like of a certain age. It's like once all of a sudden they become the age where they could be like a mom. They have a short haircut. But all the young kids or the teenagers, yes. even the ones who are blatantly played by thirty-year-olds, have longer haircuts. It's true. It's, it's true. true. These sisters in this story <laughs> are a little crazy, if I'm not mistaken. Tiffany, they why don't you are. give us a recap here? So we follow Mrs. Grayson, who is an elderly patient who's unfortunately in hospice. She's has a terminal illness, and she's gotten quite close with her live-in nurse and then her um mrs grayson's daughters arrive almost cold um when they're at the house they just want to throw out all their mom's junk and we cut to the next day mrs grayson has passed away the daughters right away are throwing out all the shit being like oh just you know pick anything you want and that's actually when our main character goes for mrs grayson's wedding topper and it's revealed earlier that our character is also getting married and she's like maybe i'll use this for you know my wedding because they had such a great marriage and then that night all of a sudden the tea kettle wakes up the nurse she runs downstairs she turns it off and she realizes the smoke from the kettle it, it rose up to a shelf in the kitchen and on top of that shelf was the wedding topper which is now melted and from it melting it's revealed two diamond earrings within the wedding topper for some reason that are worth thousands that were thousands of dollars and she believes that it's kind of mrs grayson from you know the beyond like this is a gift that she wanted to give the beyond her. beyond the beyond exactly. beyond exactly so is it possible that a tea kettle goes off miraculously in the middle of the night, unbeknownst to anyone, and then melts the wax in a cake topper, revealing these priceless diamond mm-hmm. earrings. That's very interesting. And I was going to say, Chris, now this is a story in which I would very much like to hear about the... I feel like this has a big ghostly rules element to it that I'd like to hear your thoughts on. Uh, Yeah, I guess I feel like that this is, this is one of my favorite stories, I'll say. I, I love, liked it too. I love, this, I love this story. You know, the kettle that she also took... 
fills up, steam comes out, melts the wax. It's like a Rube Goldberg. The wax hits, <laughs> the wax hits, you know, like the mousetrap game board, and then that goes off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Did it's, you, it's, did, a, it's a weird story in a way because who told this story? The woman who got the earrings? Yeah. But then did she just steal them? <laughs> Here we Maybe. go. Hear me out. Did she just find these earrings mm-hmm. and then justified her discovery with this random story about the a who keeps earrings in a cake topper b do cake toppers have wax in them c what are the chances that she'd put the cake topper on top of the stove zing no do you guys recognize uh francis bay oh yeah i love her she is from she played grandma and happy gilmore yeah she was great and i where i recognized her from was uh seinfeld (gasps) oh Jerry steals the marble yeah. rye from her. The she marble gr- rye. Oh and then she God. shows up in the finale to testify against them. Anyway. You guys, she is great as a dying old woman. <laughs> she really is. I believed it. I would say, that, I mean, there really is, and there's no backup to any part of this None. narrative at all. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, but I do. I didn't even think about it. That's how much I like this story. I didn't think about who was telling this story. The only thing I can think of is that when she goes to, you know, get the earrings appraised or something, somehow it comes out. I think the... Yeah. Or the daughters or You know who's something. telling the story? The old woman from the other side. They oh. sent a cake topper to a news reporter. <laughs> and then the news reporter's cake topper melted as well. And inside was the story. And what then... The? And then when they opened yeah. the story, they yeah. knocked a marble and then it set off the mousetrap game. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got to Christine's candles. Exactly. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to predictions. Fact or fiction. First up, Mark. I guess I have to stick with the rules that I'm playing by. So if I think something is sweet, then it's fact. So fact. Kyle? I don't get this one. Fact. Yeah, I'll go next. Do I think it's possible that this Rube Goldberg machine ended up leading this woman to some diamond earrings? Or she just stole them? Yeah, fact. <laughs> Tiffany. Um, I've been voting with my uh, my heart all episodes, so I'm going to continue with it. I like this story. Fact. Chris. Well, I've been voting with my dick this whole time. <sighs> Calling HR. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> we have an HR department. That's so cool. Um, I am going to say uh, that I think uh, this one could easily have been a series of things that happened. Fact. All right, let's flip a coin. Fiction. Coins predicting fiction. We've all logged our predictions. Which stories are fact and which are fiction? First up, first story. This one was called The Warning. This is the one about Rob and Barb who basically didn't go on an elevator and avoided death, which was great. For them. Not for the four other people in the elevator. Not for the other. Where was their phantom elevator billboard? (laughs) Exactly. Kyle, Tiffany, myself, we think this actually happened. Mark, Chris, you think it's fiction. We don't buy it. No way. Let's find out. We're not getting on that elevator. What the truth is. Did you think this story really happened? Not this time. It's false. Fiction. Come on, guys. We're not even shocked. Whoa. No, we just knew. It was just an obvious answer, but that's all right. You guys have four to go. I hate when Chris gets it right because he's so douchey. (laughs) All right, next up. The next story is called (laughs) Bus Stop. This is the one about the man who found the girl who then was dead the whole time. And then he (laughs) fell in love and married the sister, which is kind of a really sweet thing. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of sweet, I don't buy this for a fucking second. (laughs) Kyle, you don't either. That shit's creepy, man. Stalker material. Tiffany, Mark, and Chris think we're voting with our dicks. Actually happened. Just you. Jesus Christ. Let's find out what the truth is. Was this story of a ghostly Cupid inspired by a real occurrence? 
No way. We made it up. Oh. Fiction. The Fiction, cynics baby. win. Let's go ahead to story number three. I hate love. This is the one about the guy who saved the girlfriend's parents and then ultimately proved he was right for the girl, I guess. But I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I truthfully right, but... hope, not Mr. Right. I truthfully hope that he ended up breaking up with this girl anyway. Yeah. I really, she wasn't yeah. good for him. She, yeah, they didn't you know, seem. Right if it takes you to save the life of a parent. No. They should have known that what was really important in life. Exactly. But I, this one is definitely true. Roll well, the tape. I actually think it's fiction. So does Tiffany. But Kyle, Mark, Chris, you guys think mm. it actually happened. Mm. Let's find out what the truth is. Was this story of fortuitous timing based on an actual event? Yes, it was. Fact. According to first-hand interviews conducted by author Robert Trelins. Of First-hand interviews. Yeah. Trelins right. strikes again. Not second-hand. No, he first. actually conducted them. He did. That would be a cool so, job. you know, he walks around a mall in, like, Milwaukee or something, yeah. and he's like, hey, anyone got a story to tell? I'm producing <laughs> for a show. By the way, I'm never <laughs> voting with my heart again, because I have not gotten a one right so far. Oh, no. <laughs> Gotta vote with your dick, Tiffany. <laughs> no, yeah. apparently. As we've all learned, vote with your dick. Just don't say it like that. Let's go ahead on to story number four, which is called The Guardian. This is the one about Big Al, who saved people from a mugging. Maybe. I love in this. And ep- denied it? Or maybe he never saved him. Maybe it was a chalk angel. Now, Chris, you think this is fact. And you are alone in this one. (laughs) Oh. Let's find out what the truth is. Was this story inspired by an actual event? Yes, it was. Fact. Here we go. You know what my favorite part about this episode is, besides the fact that I've been getting most of these right? is that we're going to say over and over again, vote with your dick, and we're not going to bleep it, but we're going to bleep every time we say the word S. You can't, That's Chris, fun. please don't say that. I'm sorry. I just I'm sorry, what word S. Kyle, number one, stop. With, with a bullet. <laughs> Let's go ahead on to the fifth and final story today. This which is my is, only chance. <laughs> which is called The Gift. Have you got them all wrong? I've gotten them all wrong. Hey, I've never gotten... She voted I don't with think her. I've ever gotten a zero. And you know what? So I have, worried. so get ready to join the zero club. <laughs> oh, the It's going to bring your average down at the end of this I know, episode. the very last the season episode. two. It's yeah. so true. The Gift is the one about the wedding topper who had the diamond earrings hidden inside all along. Now, now, we all believe this to be true. Let's find out what the truth is. Oh, God. The story of the surprise gift from beyond is inspired by an actual event. Thank goodness. Oh, I feel so much better. According to first-hand wow. interviews conducted by author Robert Traylins. Fact. I'm Robert Traylins, and I approve this beyond belief story. <laughs> I'm Robert Traylins. Do you know where your kids are? <laughs> Let's quickly talk about who had the worst score and who had the best score. Unfortunately, the worst score today, Tiffany... Um, I'm sorry. The lowest score was the coin. Oh, the I coin. I am second to lowest. What did the coin get? Zero. Yeah. Oh. So I technically, even though I only got one right, I beat the coin and I want that to be That's known. That's very beat nice. that coin. Yeah. Has the coin ever gotten a zero That's before? That's a great way to so. spin it. Woo. I love spinning your loss like that. The loss isn't as bad because I have a couple hundred percent. Set. Whoa. That's right. That's Ooh. true. I don't have a hundred yet. Thank you. Chris, you got Ooh. four out of five the this week. The ghostly rule spoke to me, and they didn't lie, except for one time. The coincidence rules, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. Like, it right, wasn't you know the what? ghostly rules this time. You can go take a walk off in that later. Oh, God, Mark. Moving stairs. Judges, <laughs> can we say moving stairs? Ding, ding, ding. That is acceptable. Thank Hello. you, Chris. <laughs> Chris is the judge. The judge, He's apparently. Saying, yeah. Before we... 
before we wrap up, we do want to do a year end, year Ooh. end. We want to do a season end wrap up of the statistics. And I've got the numbers, you guys. Yeah. Oh my God. The time has come. The time right. has come to do some statistical analysis. So before we dive into the numbers on season two, I want to do a quick recap of the season one numbers. Now, the, these percentages are stories correct. So of all the stories in season one, Tiffany, you got half of them correct, 50% correct. Kyle, you got 53.33% of the stories correct. That's good. Very good. These are all good. These are pretty good. I got 56.67, so 50, 57 roughly. So I feel like everybody's getting around the same range. Well, and then Chris, you actually shoot up a little bit, and that's probably why you said that. So you're at 66%. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the smile on his face, if you guys could see it. 66% of the story is correct. And then, of course, Mark is our reigning champion. And season one, 76.67. By a lot. I'll take it. That was a great number. (laughs) So I don't want to move on to the season two before I mention that the coin actually did worse than everybody in season one at 46% correct. Okay? So for season two, I have the numbers, and just so the listeners know, I'm the only person that knows these numbers. Uh, so I'm going to reveal them. you're the only person who knows. Come on, I just want Mark yeah. to lose. That's all I want. <laughs> so we'll all react live. And we also have a guest count this yes, year, right? Yes, so we had guests in season two. And what we did is we basically treated all the guests as their own entity. And so I'll have a percentage score oh. for like how how many... Stories so correct. The guest so there's like the, the guest, guest the guest team. Yeah, the yeah. guests are all counted as like one team. Okay. Here we go. So at the low end of oh boy, I'm so nervous. Correct. Oh, I don't want to be at the bottom. Hey, I was at the bottom last time, guys. It's fine. <laughs> Jeez. At the low end for percentage correct, we have the number is in. Let's get the the sound going. Click 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 click. I hope it's actually just that. In last place, oh. the coin. Yes. Oh, okay. At 47%. Wow. Correct. That is a weighted slightly wow. coin. Almost exactly the same as it did the first Almost season. exactly the same, which honestly you would expect based on statistics. So, yeah, that's wild. Unfortunately, I tied exactly <laughs> with what? the coin. At 47? Oh. Sorry, Jesse. We have our first sub-50 player. At li- at oh, yes. he didn't have to do that, Kyle. No, he did. He did. I deserve it because <laughs> I, I got zero on one episode and I got a one on another episode. I did. And I got two like four times. I did not do well this season. But here's the crazy thing about this. 47.69% me and the coin out of... 65 potential stories that I participated in. Basically, every episode has five stories. Guessing all different answers. I guessed on 65. I got 31 of that 65 correct to get me to that percentage. And the coin guessed 31 out of 60. is exactly the same. Wait, wow. so you really could have just flipped a coin I the should've. whole time. I should have. And that's, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that really reduces it <laughs> down to... Uh... <laughs> so here's, here's my strategy for season three. Going into season three, I'm really going to try to think against what some would of the my, coin do yeah well, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna try to think i think that i that what i've learned we're halfway through the show roughly i think what i've learned here uh, i have to let go of some of the things that i get held up on yeah who told this story maybe that's got to be retired a little bit for Ooh. me because i i'm just <gasps> How saying dare you? i will keep saying it but i might not always vote with that if you had gone the opposite of everything you wanted to guess you would have done better i know <laughs> i'm not and if i do that this next time and i get worse 
All right, so that's last place. I, I proudly take the mantle of last place. Now, in next place, 50%. Tiffany, last time you got 50%, but Kyle oh, got 50% oh, no. this time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, wow, Jesse did a really intense fake out oh. to us right now. I was like, oh, I got 50 again. I'm well, feeling okay. I am going down. You're going so, down. So far, we're both doing worse. <laughs> we're, do- we're both doing worse. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's up Who's to... Who's stock? Uh-oh. Guys, I'm, I, I, I predict... Uh, that I'm going to do much better next season. What is everyone feeling in terms... Now we're at the last... We're at the top three. What is everyone feeling in terms of who we think kind of did the best this I season? I hope Tiffany kicks both your guys' asses. <laughs> well, it's tough. Well, yeah, it'd Chris, be fun if she kicked her ass once. Well, just just once. And then we can have a redemption story uh, next Yeah, a season. big drawn-out arc. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just don't want Mark to win again. Um, well, Chris, you've been, you always are kind of steady at 60%. Yes. Which is really nerve-wracking. So that's the question. Can you beat 60%? Because that's my number, I'm sure. And Tiffany got a couple hundreds this season. Tiffany, you certainly did better in season two. Thank God. Unless I then reveal, oh, you tie with Kyle at 50, but I that's not the case. Oh, cool. We all know that you did better. We don't know if Mark did better, and we don't know if Chris did better. Right. So the question is... Mark and Chris, what's your intuition on where you guys sit? Do you think you did better or worse for than what we two? did last season? Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I did a slightly better. Okay. And Mark, what do you think? I think I did a little worse. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happened. The next person in line after the 50% Kyle got, Chris at 52%. Oh, oh my God. Wait. Whoa. I just- that. What? <laughs> so, so Chris, Chris, unfortunately, wow, unfortunately, cool. you were at sixty-six last time, and now you've dropped down to fifty-two. Oh, I was Chris disappointed demand- by my fifty, but I'm excited by Chris's fifty-two. <laughs> Chris, you got to demand a recount. Yeah, I <laughs> no, want Chris, to I have submit a- the form to have this recounted professionally. You can absolutely do that. We have to send that off to our researchers. It'll take six. I'm just going to okay. say Jesse is from Florida. <laughs> what I'm more uh, interested in is. Mark and Tiffany versus Mark versus Tiffany. Is he going to hold his record or is Tiffany going to come make the biggest comeback in beyond, beyond belief history? Guys, I'm already at second and I was last last time. I am feeling fantastic. Oh, wait, what am I doing? Hey, whoa. Out of Mark and Tiffany, (gasps) (gasps) Tiffany is at 58%. Okay. Mark is 58, not bad at all. Mark is at. 60%. 60%. Oh, come on. Wow. What a drop, Mark. We all dropped. We all dropped. Well, you know what? I'm gonna actually, guys, no. out of everyone, I'm the only one <laughs> that improved. And not improved. only, not only wow. improved, but improved significantly. Yeah. yeah. What a great improvement. I'm sure it means a lot of great things for a season three. Damn. <laughs> Tiffany, you just moved up the overall rankings there. Yeah, I did. Okay. So. But I will say this. None of us got first place because the guest score was at 61.6%. No! Oh, my God. Beginner's luck. We can say beginner's luck. Now, it is interesting because in season one, it seems like we all generally, aside from Tiffany, we all did better. And the guests as a whole voted on fewer stories. So maybe that is there's a correlation there where like the fewer stories you get... Maybe the the that's got to be what it is. you have just as big a chance as getting zero on something. True, I mean, but well, I mean, you know, maybe yeah. maybe the luck kind of uh, hasn't worked itself out yet. Or maybe we just have some really smart guests. Probably, I vote for no more guests in the future. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, that is the statistics for season two, and I, I can only hope... For myself in particular, that we all do better for season three. And Tiffany, yeah. I hope you also do better. I hope we all continue to hone our skills. And uh, you're an inspiration. Yeah. Well, stop, Kyle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll pitch this to, to everybody. Do you guys feel like season two was generally more difficult? Or is it that we've just had more episodes to guess on and then we've kind of gotten a is it a more accurate look at what we... Yeah, it's tough. I think it's definitely more episodes. And I think since there were more episodes, we kind of had more time to try different things and test out different, you know, theories and ways we were going to vote. And I, that might have hurt us. What did everyone think of season and two compared to season one? It's it's funner. I love this episode poppier. a lot, actually. You can tell their budget's a bit more mm-hmm. this season. Definitely, they have a little bit more resources to do, like, period pieces as opposed to the season <laughs> one where he, word. Yep. he just, like, did Has an audio book. In fact, they had so much money, they made a piece that wasn't a period piece look like a period piece that's mm-hmm. true. Oh, i loved that yeah. yeah what were your guys like f- like what's the one story that kind of comes back to you for season two for me it's the plane episode oh, it's the one weird. where the a episode. woman gets on a plane oh. and she gets moved to first class and oh. then she's basically told to buckle up and all of these are in preparation to save her life because Wait, something goes wrong really the plane. Creepy scene i don't think i was here for that one Chris, it may not have been it was really good that episode it- never happened yeah, Chris, that episode's been dead the whole time. I mean, how could um, oh, we forget oh, oh. the you know the best villain of season two, the red eyed creature? Oh yeah, that true story. This is Doubtfire, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, when you're sleeping at night, tucking yourself in, I'll come to scare the <laughs> shit out of you, dear. We did. I, re- I remember uh, Detective Puma. Oh, oh my right, God. the yeah. uh, Miami cop or whatever, yeah. right? Malibu cop. How about the no best? Malibu cop was mm. a different cop. There's a lot <laughs> a of detective episodes. One. Oh, Detective yeah. Puma wasn't he the one in the hospital? <laughs> Yeah. The doctor's wife like could sense the literally the most complicated story I think oh, of the whole right. season. Where it's like we didn't know if it was the nurse or the wife, and we were just yeah, like there was some strange relationship <laughs> between a patient and a doctor, and I don't even know. I think my favorite though is I will always love Count Mystery. Oh Count wow, Mystery. the horse that that yeah. spells things out. He was so charming to me. I remember you said like. I believe animals can do miraculous things. Yeah. Fact. I loved Count Mystery. <laughs> um, I wasn't here for this episode, but it was one of my favorites from growing up, The Titan. Yes, the one, the one with the, the writer who ta- who predicts the oh, Titanic yeah. before. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. And then, Tiffany, I remember one of your favorites from this season was the two magician brothers. Yeah. It, you know, is memorable. Timeless, you know, one would say it could happen at any any time. Here's the part in season four of Lost where you find out it was all a flash forward. You're trying to do the flashback sound? Wait, let me say the line. <laughs> we have to go back, Kate. That's oh, pretty that's good. Not bad. Yeah, that's that not bad. One more good. time, one more time. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. By the way, never seen Lost. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I know someone just ruined the Get season your four. ass on an escalator and get the fuck out of here. Moving stairs, Jesse. Moving stairs. I'm so stairs. sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. Well, thanks so much for listening, you guys at home and playing along. Season two has been an incredibly fun thing for us to do. We love we we grew up with this show, all of us here, except Tiffany. And we love bringing this show to you guys. Thank you all for listening this week. And until next time, and I say next time because it's not going to be a week. 
We're going to actually take well, a month off between seasons. Yeah, every season we take a month off. It allows us to catch up on the show. It allows us to uh, do all the work that p- we have to do to put into the making this show. And so it requires a little bit of buffer time. But until then, use the month to listen to old episodes and to let your friends know about it and to rate us and review us. A month is enough time. A month is enough time to rate and review. We've got some really cool guests coming up for season three. We've also got a few interesting ideas in the works. We don't want to really talk about them yet because we don't know which ones are going to actually manifest. But safe to say that I think if you guys like our show, you'll like some of the other kind of things that we're going to be trying to think about. Listen, guys, all I have to say is Jonathan Frakes follows us on Twitter. That's all I have to say. That's a big deal. I mean, you've said a lot. I don't know if that's like all you have to say. It sounds like one of the things. It's one of the things that I want to say. One of the many things he wants to say. Yeah, exactly. Season two is complete. Thank you all for listening. And until next time. Until next time. This is it. Beyond. This is beyond. This is beyond belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please, you know, I know we rarely mention this, Wait, but please rate, subscribe rate and, and rate us again on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell someone, tell someone if you like this show. All the audio clips are strictly used for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening. Escalator. Escalator.